Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Let's move on to our next guest, uh, a very interesting topic, and that is looking at how successful, diverse leaders can work to resolve some of the con- contradictions, tensions uh, within their organizations. And joining us now is author Karen Loon, who is the author of a new book out called Fostering Culturally Diverse Leadership in Organizations. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> really, really good. You know, we, uh, I know you spent a lot of time uh, in Singapore. You lived there for most of the last 28 years, uh, a partner with PwC for mu- much of that time. And now you're shifting into the author and coach uh, uh, realms. Tell us about why this topic is so important and you found it so important to you. Yeah. So um, It's an interesting story. Um, I used to be a diversity leader as well as a business leader when I was at PwC. Hmm. Um, And I actually found it quite difficult to find books on how to improve cultural diversity. Um, There's plenty of things out there about gender, uh, but when it comes to actually tailored information on what can do to foster, you know, more diverse, uh, culturally diverse environments, I actually found there wasn't so much out there. Hmm. Uh, So that led me to uh, decide to write a book and do some research. What was it that you found, Karen, that was missing from the bookshelves or the libraries about this particular issue in the workplace? I think a lot of the information I found was from the US or the UK. Um, So I think that was uh, good. But, you know, when it came to my own experiences in Singapore or other countries such as Australia, uh, I couldn't find very much. Um, And so I felt that it was important to try and find something that was pretty tailored. Uh, particularly, you know, uh, in the Singapore context, uh, you know, there are people with different backgrounds. So how can we explore their stories? Uh, or even, you know, Singaporeans working in multinational companies, you know, what sort of experiences do they have? And so I wanted to actually do something that was quite focused on the, on this part of the world. Oh. So that's what I was hoping to cover. Yep. Hmm. Big points, major points that, that uh, executives need to think about when they are thinking about this diversity in their um, in their uh, particular offices or in the organ, you know, perhaps even in organizations uh, that they mm. might work in. Yeah, I think um, one of the things is, um, you know, typically you know people use uh, quotas or targets or they put a lot of policies in. Uh, but one of the things I do find is is often you know they just apply the policies. Um, and then people don't feel comfortable. They actually then don't talk about, you know, how they feel, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so I felt that it's really important to to create what we call psychological safety. It's really, you know, environments where people can talk about things, where they can feel more comfortable talking about, you know, mm. uh, aspects they're not raising their voices. Um, and so that's one of the things I actually felt is actually, you know, trying to engage people emotionally, their hearts and minds. Um, that's really important. Um, so it's more than just... I need a quota. I need a, you know, a, 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 a you know, a, a, what they call employee resource groups. You know, uh, activities. It's actually really about how people feel at work and trying to create that really inclusive environment where everyone feels they can belong. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's such a key point, Karen. I lived in Australia myself for five years. And maybe on a personal level, what are some of the experiences or things that you've heard or seen that you can maybe relate to our audience about that Asian-Australian experience in the workplace? Yeah. So I think, you know, often leaders are defined by, you know, the people with people that uh, have been seen before. 
And, and so it is true. Sometimes people look at, say for myself, you know, I look a little bit younger, um, you know, I'm female. I don't look like the typical leader. And, and so unfortunately, sometimes people do make assumptions. Um, they don't necessarily, you know, uh, think of someone as a leader. Um, but, you know, people do need help to, to come through the leadership ranks. They need sponsors and other things. And I think having environments where people can talk about, you know, how they feel about things, you know, really trying to create a, a different culture um, that, you know, really helps foster these people um, is actually really, really important. So stereotypes and talking about, you know, biases is important, but I think you need to go further than that to create that inclusive environment. We're speaking with Karen Loon, the author of Fostering Culturally Diverse Leadership in Organizations. You talk, the subtitle of that is Lessons from Those Who Smashed the Bamboo Ceiling. And let's talk about that bamboo ceiling. We all are aware of the glass ceiling as it relates especially to women and and people of color. But what does that mean? What does that bamboo ceiling uh, look like from your perspective? Yeah. So it's, uh, the bamboo ceiling is something that's coined by an academic in the U.S., uh, Jane Hoon. Um, which talks about the fact that often with, for people with Asian backgrounds, they're perceived as, you know, nerdy, um, you know, uh, focused on maths, not so good at being leaders. And, and so unfortunately, um, you know, many organizations that actually, you know, is, is these type of traits are viewed as, as not necessarily ones of leaders. Um, and so it's really talking about well, what can be done to try and improve people, you know, with this perceived stereotype, what, what, what they can do to try and, you know, succeed in the workplace. Hmm. Yeah. And I know you've split the book into three sections, looking at some of these things based upon the current research. I don't want you to give the book away. Obviously, you want people to read the book and they should read the book. Yeah. But what are some of the tips you can give or insights you can give into those three sections on dealing with that bamboo ceiling? Yep. Yeah. So I think the most important section is the last section. Um, and I divide the book in the, that section into you know, two key bits. One of the chapters actually is what I call a roadmap for support for organizations. So what can organizations do to increase the cultural diversity of their, their leadership? And I talk a lot about psychological safety there. I talk a bit about, you know, some of the different ways that people can create uh, those environments, you know, whether it's sponsorship, whether it's leadership programs, and I give some case studies. Uh, the other bit is also a chapter for people who are aspiring leaders. You know, so those people who are on the leadership ranks, um, they're wanting to be leaders, but they're starting to, you know, feel like they, they need some help. Uh, and so I've put in there some of my tips from my personal experience, uh, as well as from the people I've spoken to, and what they can do to try to stretch themselves and negotiate and, and I hope smash through the bamboo ceiling. Absolutely. Karen, it, it's difficult to work with culture. It's difficult to work with history and many, mm. uh, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll just choose Asian companies, but it's not only an Asian company problem. So many Asian companies are very traditional and, and, are, mm. and are steeped in processes and, and a mindset, a cultural mindset that's hard to break. Mm. And, and one simple, very simple thing you look at is um, how companies look at putting together presentations like PowerPoint presentations. They have a set format that has to be followed mm. for something as you would think as as easy to change and, and be innovative in as a as a PowerPoint, but they can't even change that. So how do you how do you help the leader that that wants to make a positive change, but is just honestly trapped in a culture within the company that that frankly is so strong it, it won't allow those changes to be made. Yeah, and um, Glenn, you, you touch on a, a really important point here. 
is often corporate cultures, you know, because of, I guess it's those unspoken rules. They're not in writing, but, right. you know, it's the, the thing, it's the comments, you know, you can't do that around here. Um, and unfortunately, or that's, that's not the way, people, that's not the way we do it. Right. Yeah, that kind we, of a, we yes, don't do correct. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That often, you know, often people then want to put more rules and things into place, you know, targets or policies for particularly for diversity. Um, I actually think that then creates more pressure on people. Um, and that's one of the things I talk about in the book is that actually KPIs and, you know, putting to the targets are not necessarily the only way to increase the diversity. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually recognising, well, you know, these unconscious, um, I guess, um, cultural um, patterns in organisations can actually inhibit uh, change and that yeah. leaders need to try and unpack this. Is, is you know, what's leading to that? And, and often it's because of people's anxieties. It's the pressures that they're feeling at work. Um, they end up behaving in a way that's not necessarily natural to them. Um, and so leaders need to be a bit empathetic to that and try and recognise what could actually be leading to it in the culture. Um, and that's not easy. It's, it's really around those safe spaces. So really around those psychological safety where people can speak up and say, hey, I feel really uncomfortable about this. And then that's really the start of, of, of that journey for those inclusive environments. That's interesting, Karen. Let's turn that upside down. You've looked at it from the organisation's perspective and what they can yeah. do to foster better relations, better cultural diversity within the workplace. What about the employees? What should they yeah. do if they see something, hear something, feel something that's just not right yeah. to them, is making them uncomfortable, whatever it may be? What should the employees do within an organisation? Yeah. Well, like, you know, they can say and, and, and voice that out and hopefully the environment is something that allows them to voice it out. But I think you know, one of the things that I've done and, and also learned from my own journey is that actually understanding your own reactions and how you feel um, can actually support you being able to cope with this because all cultures and all companies, you know, national cultures, company cultures have their own pressures. It's how you then learn how to react in, to those and hopefully, you know, use that in a positive way. So mm. managing your stress, being able to help, uh, you know, think about, um, you know, why am I reacting like that? Um, you know, having coaching uh, and other support is something that's important here uh, and can actually help. Um, so recognising stress points. Yeah. Karen, your book uh, came out on the 15th of August, so a couple of weeks ago. What, what kind of reaction are you getting so far? What are people telling you after they read it? And is it what you expected yeah. to hear? Yeah, um, it's been interesting. I think um, it's the uh, younger people who get it. I think those people who are going through those experiences of, of actually trying to get into leadership roles, they've said, you know, it's, it's something that resonates with them. Um, and, yeah, I think um, I'm hoping that, you know, companies will also feel enthusiastic about it as well because, you know, there's so much talent out there, there's so much war for talent. Um, how do companies then try to make sure that they create that right environment where people stay um, so that's really what I'm hoping um, at the start of that conversation, um, and I'm hoping people will talk about it more. Well, the book came out, Karen, on the 15th of August. Most importantly of all, where and how can Singaporeans get it? <laughs> okay, best way is my website, um, which is www.karenloon.com, and you'll find the links there. Beautiful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Karen, thank you for being with us. Karen Loon, author of uh, the new book called Fostering Culturally Diverse Leadership in Organizations. We wish you, wish you much success and hope that you'll come back and, uh, and talk to us and tell us how that smashing and breaking of the bamboo ceiling is going. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.